0: Welcome to Real Dog Talk with Perfectly Imperfect Pups. Real dogs, real people with real talk. And today is brought to you by Love is Art. Um, It's our annual fundraiser. We have some amazing entertainment just booked. Um, We have a signature drink in the works that is going to be so much fun. So if you are local to the Raleigh area, October 12th, our tickets are on sale. Um, And today my drink of choice is wine. Just plain old red wine. And my dogs are extremely loud today. So if you've never listened to my podcast before, there will be dogs in the background. (sighs) Sorry, I needed a drink. Uh, So today it's just little old me. Um, There's a couple of podcasts in the works, but um, I couldn't get any of my guests to be out here for this one. So I'm literally last minute. Recording, so this is a flyby podcast. Um, but I do want to hear from you guys. Um, you know, I'm just, I, I pick um, things that, um, topics that relate to me or the rescue at the time. So if you've got like something you want me to talk about or a guest that you want me to bring on, let me know. There's a form on our website. Um, it's realdogtalk.org um, that you can go to and fill it out. Or you can just email us whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm always down for suggestions, but, um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, something that happened in the rescue, um, and you know that's why why that's one of the reasons why Real Dog Talk was created is because part of our mission is education, and um, you know sometimes the education uh, comes in all different forms, and you know we just felt like a podcast was a good way to communicate with our um, you know followers and listeners and get words out about different things. So um, this uh, was a tragic week at PIPs. Um, We um, were asked to take a dog uh, late Friday afternoon from a shelter, and uh, we were told that it had some vision issues in one eye. Um, Eyes looked a little crusted, so say hello to the dogs. eyes looked a little crusted so they thought potentially there was like an infection in both eyes and um about four years old small breed white thing fluffy thing um and so we uh reached out to a couple of fosters that would be a good match and one said we would love to and we can pick up tomorrow so we arranged for um to pick up Saturday um and the first thing that she noticed is the dog was completely matted um and it was you know a, a breed that needs to be groomed and this dog definitely had not been groomed so we knew right away we needed to get it groomed um <clears throat> and she said it just you know it seemed like it didn't feel well but nothing major like didn't eat a lot but that's normal for the first day or two out of the shelter um but other than that like nothing Major, they were concerned about. So we schedule an appointment for Monday afternoon to go to our vet, and she was able to get into her groomer's Monday morning to do a shave down because that's how bad the mats were, and had some fleas that you really can't get out with all those mats. So a good shave down, bath, perfect. And he, she, he did. Excuse me, he, his name is Chewy, um, did really well for his groom. Um, after the groom, she said he seemed like he had a little bit of a bellyache. Again, chalked it up to, um, you know, the stress of a groom after getting out of the shelter, potentially, um, you know, a good load of worms that are in there. So we knew we had an, a vet appointment in um, the next, like, two hours. So um, she brought the dog to the vet. And like I said, it's about a four-year-old dog. Um Brought the dog to the vet and uh, left him there, left Chewy there to run an errand, so that they could start working him up. And I got a call from the vet that he tested positive for parvo or parvo virus. And I was like, oh, like he didn't really show any other signs. He had a little bit of diarrhea on Monday, but like. Th- like, I think she said he vomited once over the weekend, and that was about it. But again, nothing, no significant things that showed Parvo. Um, and so, um, I, um, hold on. Alexa, dismiss my reminder. Sorry. She's sending me reminders in the, in the middle of a podcast. Um, Alexa, dismiss my reminder. That bitch does not listen. Anyway, so um, you know, vet calls me has parvo, and I was like, oh my gosh, like how is he? And she said, you know, he's definitely dumpy. Um, you know, I think he probably would benefit a lot from um, you know, a few nights stay in an emergency room. There, there is no treatment for parvo. Um, there is only you're only um giving fluids and, um, treating uh, with antibiotics for, um, a second, any kind of secondary infection, gut infection, that kind of stuff. And then you're also, um, giving fluids. Um, a lot of times they'll trickle feed just so there's some substance in the stomach, but not enough to cause a GI issues, um, and lots of fluids and just, you know, giving support throughout the recovery. Um, so, uh, I we called the um, emergency vet close to us, and they said, "Yep, go ahead and bring him in." So, on the way to the emergency vet, Chewie passed away in her son's arms. Um, and, and the vet had, you know, there there was nothing on the vet's fault for releasing him, she couldn't have kept him anyway. Um, And nobody thought he was sick enough that he was going to pass from one vet to another a 20 minute drive, especially because he had just received a whole bunch of fluids, she gave a whole bunch of fluids before she came a vitamin shot, um, something for nausea, all of this stuff that you would start as a, um, you know, a a parvo patient would and he passed away. And of course, in a child's arms, So it's, It's devastating, but what the devastating part of that story is, is parvovirus is completely preventable, 100% preventable with a vaccine, one simple vaccine. That's it. And I know what people are going to say, oh, I can't afford to go to the vet. Vets are ripoffs, blah, 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 blah. First of all, vets are not ripoffs. They are paid for the service that they provide and the schooling that they went to, but Taking all of that aside, um, there are vaccine clinics out there, um, and those vaccine clinics will literally just give your dog a vaccine. Um, There's also where you can buy a DHPP vaccine and give it to your dog yourself. Um, DHPP is distemper and parvo. A couple of other things in there, but those are the main two. Um, As a puppy, they should receive like three or four DHPPs, and um, basically how that works is the first one kind of you know gives them that start and then you are boosting them to uh, get up their immunity, to build up their immunity to it. Um, and so those are usually scheduled like three to four weeks apart. Um, and that's building up their immunity. And then it's a yearly vaccine. Um, it's not dangerous to your pet and it prevents them from getting parvo and or distemper. And what a lot of people will say, well, uh, my dog's an adult. And um, can't get parvo. It absolutely can get parvo. It, look at Chewy. Chewy passed away from parvo at four years old. Four years old. Granted, he had some infections in the eyes, um, but your dog could get a respiratory virus and then get exposed to pi- parvo, and their immune system is so low that it does exactly what happened with Chewy, which was just overcome the body. It is, you know, this whole story is not to bum y'all out. Um, it is to remind you that vaccines are there for a reason. It is not the vet's way of getting more money from you or making you come in. They are there for a reason. Um, Parvovirus, um, in case you don't know much about it, is an highly contagious disease and it starts shedding before your dogs really start showing signs although they will not test positive until they're showing signs so there's a little bit of a like a nuance there so we can't just test dogs as they come in to check on parvovirus because if they're not showing signs it, they're not going to test positive and they start shedding before that and so <clears throat> and they shed for months after they recover from it. So um, it is passed through feces. And I have brought it into litters of puppies at my house twice. Um, I've dealt with parvovirus many, many times, but two times I can tell you that it was my fault. Well, I use my fault very loosely, but it was me that brought it in. So one time I went to a Um, an event, and my puppies were too young to attend the event. It was at a pet store. And um, I just went to help out to talk to people. I didn't have any fosters that that could be there. The the litter of puppies was at home. And um, none of our dogs within the rescue were sick or ever came down with it. Um, 10 days later, my first puppy got sick and tested positive for Parvo. And it went through the entire litter. Um, we lost several puppies out of that litter. And we can only assume that it came in on the um, sh- on my shoe. So somebody who had a dog that had been exposed to Parvo or had Parvo or wasn't show- um, following the protocol to um, keep their dog at home after they came down with Parvo, came into this pet store, probably had an accident, and they cleaned it up. And then I stepped in the remnants, which was probably microscopic, couldn't even see it, It was on my shoe. I came home, I brought it in. My puppy stepped in it and probably licked her paw. And that's how it got spread. It is that simple. That simple. Another time we brought in a litter of puppies, (coughs) excuse me, and a mama. Um, into my previous rescue. And I went to the house to help the foster, you know, um, get mama and puppies settled down. Um, And of course, loved on some puppies. And they were a little bit older, I want to say they were like four or five ish weeks. Um, And so settled on mama, loved on some puppies, settled them all home, uh, came home completely different. This is years difference. Um, Came home, settled in, um, about five days later, those puppies broke with Parvo and about five days later, my puppies broke with Parvo. And so that's how contagious this is. This is not saying like, don't ever leave your house as a puppy, but if your, you know, the dogs that I'm talking about were too young to be vaccinated or had only had one of their boosters, like only one out of their set of three or four vaccines. So while there was some immunity in them, it wasn't enough to overcome. Um, that second time, I think I had two puppies that never broke with it again because they had the one, um... You know, DHPPs in their system so they were, their bodies were able to fight it off a little bit more um, the first time the puppies were too young to be vaccinated um, and so when you um, that's how contagious that is then it sits in um, it can sit in your soil and it can sit on surfaces in your home for up to six months so we have a bleach protocol that we use when any home was exposed to Parvo and then we really quarantine that house for four to six months and don't let them take any fosters and the first couple of fosters we always make sure that we know that their owner surrenders who have had a history of being vaccinated so if there is any remnants of there in there in the house that the dog is vaccinated against it so it's so preventable like guys it's it's just It's so easy to be prevented. And I know a lot of people, when they get old, you know, as their dogs get older, they let their vaccine slip a little bit or lap, you know, months. And while your dog might be okay, because maybe that vaccine lasted a little bit longer, why would you take that risk? When, if you can't afford to go to the vet that particular month, go to a vaccine clinic and at least get their basic vaccines and then get back up to speed on with your vet once you get, um, you know, financially settled or, you know, you're able to do that or whatever. Um, because it is so important. And distemper is another one. While distemper you mostly see in young puppies, it, it can, it's fatal, and if it's not fatal, it can cause lifelong neurological issues, seizures, all of that. When again, uh, one vaccine helps with that. It's just so important, guys. And I know a lot of, especially in the dog world right now, our, our, our rescues and our shelters are overcome. And I know a lot of people think, well, let me just save a dog, even if I can't afford it, at least I'm saving a dog. But are you really saving a dog? If you can't afford the basic care, you're not saving a dog. You're not doing it a favor. And that might be controversial to some, but it's the truth. If you can't afford the very basics, vaccines, heartworm prevention, and a decent food, then you should not have a dog right now. That's not to say you should never have a dog, but right now is not your time. It's just not. It, get a fish. Um, get a guinea pig. One—they don't. I don't believe they require vaccines and if you're a guinea pig out there person out there and i'm wrong and they do require vaccines you can come at me i'll 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 take it i'll admit i was wrong but get something that doesn't require all of that um because dogs are a commitment financially, emotionally, and time-wise, right? You're, you're, you're looking at anywhere from 7 to 15 years of this, of vet visits, of food, of, of um, vaccines, of heartworm prevention. Again, you need to be able to afford it. And we all fall into this time where it's really rough, right? Like the economy sucks right now. Nobody's arguing that. Again, vaccine clinic. Order your DHPP from uh, Chewy or get it from Tractor Supply and give it to them yourself. I home vaccinate for DHPPs on my crew. They go to the vaccine, they go to the vet still for their babies in their yearly checkup. But because I take in so many dogs, I just do my DHPPs at the house, and um, I know that that's done and they're safe uh, because with fostering you you always invite the potential of diseases in your house so you know I just that's what I do but um so you know there's just so many ways to do this but it's just it's something that you must do and it's a highly contagious disease and if you've ever dealt with parvo you know um My boys, whenever I, you know, my my oldest um, in my old house, when I dealt with Parvo, it was like three or four times in a span of a couple of years, just the amount of dogs that I take in, you're going to eventually get parvo and i would call him first thing in the morning i'm like parvo he's like damn it let me put on my bleach jeans and my shirt i'm coming over and we would literally just spend the day bleaching the house even though in a in a couple of days we'd have to bleach the house again because it lives there but it was just to help try to prevent that spread it's no fun to deal with Cleanup is a pain in the ass. But then, you know, these dogs that have been exposed, and that have had the virus, they shouldn't be socializing for a while after it. And I don't remember the exact time frame. And I think it's changed just a little bit on how long they can spread that. Um, But um, there is a period of time after that when they're not sick anymore, but they can still shed the virus and still share it with friends. And that type of sharing is not caring. So I know a lot of people who don't do the research, adopt a dog that had parvo previously, and then bring them out to socialize because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like you're supposed to bring it out and inadvertently they are exposing. So just do your homework on, um, you know, if you ever adopt a dog that had a previous um, disease, they still can live long, healthy lives and I'm not at all advocating that you don't adopt them but just do your research on what you know what is okay for you to expose that dog to and expose other dogs to but it's a sad story for chewy we all are super upset by it and sad by it um and uh never expected that turn in any way shape or form and you know <clears throat> the foster is of course devastated um and you know she's already texting us about when she can get her next foster and we talked about you know what her options are but it's just um it's sad it's so sad and so preventable so and then you know just vaccinate your damn dogs that's all i'm saying vaccinate your dogs and you know, there are clinics out there that can help you, but the vaccine clinics are not expensive. If you Google it, they come up with a lot of different options for you. If you have questions about them, please reach out. Um, I would say I would put a link on my website about it, but you know, each place has different vaccines. I think our tractor Supply store has like a vaccine clinic that comes in. I think Petco has a vaccine clinic and a lot of the shelters will do rabies clinics and sometimes other vaccine clinics. Um, it's just super important. And, and you know, you never want to talk about the fact that you could have prevented a deathly disease to your dog. So just do the right thing for your dog that you adopted. Um, or purchased, um, and uh, continue to do the right thing for that dog. Um, it, it it's it's better in the long run. It saves you money because a. Um, well, I haven't dealt with uh, a parvo dog in a long time. Um, I seem to remember the bill being about f- six to eight thousand per dog for um, you know it's twenty four hour care, trickle feeding fluids. All the drugs that you can throw at them, um, and an ICU bed. And actually, usually they put them in a containment ward. So you're taking up their entire containment ward. So it's not cheap when it could just be a few dollar vaccine every uh, year. So, and I think now the adult ones are every three years. So do the right thing. You know, shoot me a message if you have questions about it. Uh, Shoot me a message if you um, have ideas for the next couple of podcasts. I have a few that I'm working on, but I'm always open to ideas. Um, My brain is spread really thin right now with Love is Art Planning and coming up with all of that. Um, So, you know, I I can always, my brain can always use a little help. Thank you everybody for coming along this journey. I'm sorry that if I, um, you know, told you information that you already know, but I hope that maybe I enlightened you about something and you can pass that along to maybe some that didn't know, uh, share the podcast with them and let them know like, hey, this is why you should vaccinate your dog. So it's not just a puppy disease. It's an all ages disease. So thanks for coming on this journey. Have an amazing week and we will talk in two weeks.